Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Easy Conversations podcast, a podcast about having easy conversations. I'm your host, Furkan Dania. In this week's episode, I'm excited to welcome Andrew Caruthers. Andrew's journey started as an apprentice at a salon that instantly proved more to be had in the hair industry than could be seen from the outside. In the past 23 years, he's been a full-time hairdresser, salon owner, artistic director, education director, photographer, editorial stylist, educator, and coach both within and outside the hair world. As Andrew says, both my paths as a teacher and a personal coach were spawned from a feeling of paying it forward. Andrew saw firsthand how skilled teachers and his life coach were able to shape a future more expansive than his eyes first envisioned. He wanted to do the same for others. So teaching and coaching became a major focus early in his career. As artistic director for Paul Mitchell Schools and education director for Sam Villa, Andrew's passion turned towards building future teachers, coaches, and leaders. Again, all to offer those gifts that were given to him to the widest audience possible. As Andrew says, every coaching client I work with and every class I teach returns inspiration for my own journey. In his life coaching practice, The Journeyist, Andrew draws on his certification as a multiple brain integration technique coach trainer, an oxygen advantage advanced breathwork facilitator, and his education through Soul Salt Academy and Ultimate Coach University to support people in using their own intuition, compassion, and creativity to grow personally, spiritually, and professionally. Andrew says, I truly believe that our journeys are our best teachers. Motorcycle trips, outdoor adventures, meditation, music, and training in Aikido are all directly infused into Andrew's vision of life and therefore find their way into every class, every presentation, and every coaching session. In this episode, Andrew shares how he lost his voice and realized he needed to speak his truth. Andrew walks us through his journey and we discuss why it is important to speak our truth and identify opportunities where we need to ground ourselves. Andrew says, if you are open to your own journey and ready to explore forward with joy and curiosity, my greatest hope is that I can offer some part of my training and experience to support you on your path. Please find Andrew on Instagram at andrew.caruthers. And also, if you could leave a five-star review at the end of the episode, I would truly appreciate it. Well, Andrew, welcome to the Easy Conversations podcast. Uh, thank you for joining me today. I'm really excited to have this conversation today. Uh, we've had the luxury of meeting two or three weeks ago through this one-week challenge we did. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I really got to uh, see some of the work you're doing, and including uh, some of the videos you, you posted, which really inspired me to reach out to you, But uh, which will be the topic for, for this episode. But before we get started, I want to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself and let the listeners know a little bit about what is that you do and and even where you're located. Cool. Thanks for coming. I appreciate you reaching out for sure. It's awesome to just make new connections with different people. Yeah, I appreciate this. So I, I come from the hairdressing industry, actually. I thought I was going to be a rock star. I was a failed rock star. <laughs> and my sister was a hairdresser, and I would watch the... It seemed like she would go to work and had such a great time with people, and then they would hand her money, 
<laughs> and not to mention she actually had a pretty flexible schedule so mm-hmm. since i still wanted to be out on the road with bands and stuff i thought well this could be a good career instead of trying to make a living off of of being a rock star which doesn't work that well <laughs> <laughs> but what was kind of cool is I'll, I'll keep this portion short but what what was cool is instead of going into like a hair school in salt lake city you can still apprentice to get your hair license and it was really fortuitous because i got to apprentice under this guy named tyson daniel and at that time especially he was like the cool young hot hairdresser in town and he was doing like these big hair shows and he was you know doing photo shoots and working behind the scenes at like runway shows and all this really cool stuff but what ended up happening is he had an opportunity for me to teach a class and this was only like six months into my apprenticeship this was uh, 2018 or sorry i guess that would be 2019 by the time this happened but at that point like i had barely learned to shampoo hair but he needed someone to go out he worked for this company called tg which is a hair product company Mm -hmm. he's like i need you to go out and teach this product knowledge class at the salon just basically like here's your script like just tell them what each product is and what it does and i was like i was so freaking terrified dude like i was so terrified to go do this but afterwards the the women at the, the salon were like they were so grateful and they were so thankful and telling me all this cool stuff that they had learned and that was like my hook on education i was just like wow this is so my thing and so that became a huge focus throughout my entire career as a hairdresser and at one point i started to get super burned out with trying to maintain a full clientele trying to also educate do all those different things and so i started to train as a life coach Um, Mm. my life coach was actually starting to train coaches other coaches and so i got to be one of her first trainees and that was again just one of those moments of like wow like i love doing this so basically throughout my 20 some odd years of hairdressing i mainly focused on being a teacher Um, i had a part-time coaching clientele on the side and of course like my different positions i had a couple education director positions that i got to mentor people mm-hmm. so as my passion for hair itself started to disappear what didn't disappear was my passion for education and coaching so at the beginning of um, 2021 like so many of us after 2020 there was just that that feeling of okay it's time to get your shit together and follow your your passion yeah and so that's when i started my company the journeyist and so now my big focus is I mainly work with people that are educators, coaches. Um, I do work with leaders, but only leaders that are looking to lead from more like a coach mindset, someone that's looking to support their staff in that way. And so, yeah, that's that's what I'm doing now is I do one-to-one coaching. I do events. I do keynote speeches, things like that, but all more within like mindset, communication, coaching and education cool yeah well thanks for sharing that and i guess the whole rock star dream just fizzled out or or you decided to put it on hold for a while uh well it's so we went on my band went on a tour or two and especially at that time living out of the back of a van with a bunch of stinky dudes it was just not my thing i was like uh, is this really how i want to spend my time and I worked in a recording studio for a while. I also did live sound for a couple clubs and 
like in Salt Lake, which that was actually really fun, but it was the hours, like mm. working at the recording studio, of course, like none of the bands want to pay you anything, but they want you to show up at like six o'clock in the morning and work till two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And working at the clubs, it's like you get there at 3.34 in the afternoon, set up the sound system, do sound check, and then you, you're tearing down equipment at three o'clock in the morning. And so it just was like, I, it was honestly more of the lifestyle. Plus, the other the other downfall, honestly, I started to not love music in the same way mm. because I, I feel like I was so inundated with it and it, it had become such like a grind of, of sorts that like I'd get in my car and I didn't even want to turn on my radio. Mm. So it, I feel like it was actually a good thing that it didn't happen because now I do. I love music. It's a huge part yeah. of my life, but it's it's a passion, not a job. And I, yeah. and I think that that saved music for me. For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like you've dipped your toes in quite a few different things. And and do you feel like you found your calling now in, in terms of what you're doing and the coaching and, and supporting other people? You know, it, I, I think so, because this is this has been the most constant part. Like I said, even even during my hairdressing career, I liked working at the chair and like doing hair at the chair with my clients. But it was always my trips to go teach somewhere or to go stand in front of an audience or go help someone learn something. That's where I really got pumped. Like that's where I always found my excitement. And that's still that's still the case today. Like if mm -hmm. I get a chance to teach or coach, that's where I'm super, super happy. But I'll say this, like I kind of put a for now behind that. Because like you said, I, I have dipped my toes in a lot of ponds and I, I finally kind of accepted the fact that I, I kind of am one of those people that I like change. I really enjoy change. And so for now, I feel very on purpose. I feel like what I'm doing with my company is exactly what I should be doing in this moment. Mm -hmm. And if that changes in two years, I think I'll be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that sounds great. And it sounds like you've, you, you know, you've been inspiring people. And, and one of the reasons I reached out to you was, the video you posted as part of the challenge we were doing around the voice and and uh sounds like you know it touched a lot of people because of their own potential struggles with their voice do you want to touch on that a little bit why was it so important for you to put a video like that out there well to be honest with you i i kind of didn't realize how important it was <laughs> it's it's been a really tough part of my journey and you, you can you'll like those of you that are listening you'll kind of hear my voice come in and out a little bit and it's not because if it's a bad feed <laughs> it's because i'm still in the process of repairing a lot of damage that more was kind of emotional emotional psychological even spiritual in in um in cause Mm -hmm. but it really did a number on my vocal cords it really be beat up my voice and so and it it was such a struggle for me and it, and it's just not something that gets talked about super often like we don't mm -hmm. really hear people about talking about challenges with their voice unless they're a singer like you might mm -hmm. hear about a singer that lost their voice or developed polyps or something but we rarely hear about it just from like just a normal you know human being standpoint that has right. to use their voice for work or just to communicate so during the challenge 
I think that day it was something about like share a part of your journey that you haven't shared or something like that. Yeah. It's like, man, I should talk about this voice stuff because it's something I've been studying too. Because I realize there's a need to start talking about voice. Like one of one of my passions is to train other educators. And one of the things that never happened, and I went through many, many different trainings on how to teach and how to be in front of an audience, like verbal skills, nonverbal skills, all that kind of stuff. But no one ever really talked about how to take care of your voice or mm -hmm. how to speak in a way that's healthy for your voice. So I think between spending so much time speaking from a place that wasn't really healthy, then going through this real challenge of, I, I mean, honestly, I, I think what it comes down to is I wasn't speaking my truth anymore. Mm. So my body was just like, oh, well, guess what? You don't get to speak at all then and just sh shut my voice down. And of course, when that happens, you know, you're in a business meeting or something. And because you have to speak up and I'm like pushing my voice and like straining and just ripping my vocal cords to shreds. So, yeah, I felt I felt like when he set that challenge out, I was like, oh, yeah, this will be a, a good thing to share. It's something I'm, I'm excited to talk about. I had no idea what a response I would get from it, though. It was mm -hmm. pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, no, it was, uh, I mean, it was a moving video and and it was it was interesting because I think there's a Andrew Huberman podcast that had just come out that week as well, where he had interviewed uh, someone about the voice as well. And, and I think you touched on it. So for me, it was even more relevant because I just listened to that podcast episode. But for listeners, are you able to kind of share? So I know you touched on maybe the psychological aspect of it, not, you know, speaking your truth, but what other forms of damage do you feel like you caused and and what have you learned now that you can share with other people one of the biggest things is breath like mm -hmm. we hear breath work a lot as far as it relates to nervous system health that is an aspect of voice for sure and that that's kind of a whole nother thing we can touch on is how the nervous system affects the vocal cords and how the dysregulation of the nervous system can affect those things. But even just how we breathe on a daily basis and how where the breath comes in and out of, and um, I mean, honestly, every aspect of the voice, because the, the voice, or sorry, every aspect of the breath, because the breath is our voice, Mm -hmm. is so essential and it, I, I started to study oxygen advantage breath work and i got certified as an oxygen advantage trainer mainly because i went through like an oxygen advantage training mm -hmm. and it, it immediately had helped me to speak differently where I, I actually feel like i could get a full breath and then release the full breath through a sentence and not feel like i was kind of chasing the breath or like i had to kind of <sighs> to try to catch my breath after a sentence mm. so breath work was really really huge and, I, and again breath work from the, the standpoint of really functional good quality and daily breathing habits yeah yeah and, and to your point you know i think breath work is talked about more now but i still don't think it's considered as a, an important thing right people don't put a lot of focus on it myself included you know like there's times where i barely know i'm like aware of it that i'm breathing right and and until i don't make a conscious effort to focus on my breath 
I'm not bringing that awareness. So, so that that's definitely an important thing. And and do you believe that after you became more aware and trained in that space, it, to your point, it made a difference? Oh, a hundred percent. Because honestly, even if we would have done this podcast two years ago, like, and especially after today, because my days, my my. Uh, voice is a little bit raw because I actually had to do a lot of speaking today. I had a lot of different meetings and stuff. And so it's a little more raw than usual, um, which like I'm working with different voice training exercises and things like that too, to keep the voice more soft in the, in the, not necessarily soft as in volume, but soft as in tension. Um, mm. Cause one of the things I, I mentioned, like, when the nervous system starts to get up, like when we start to head up towards sympathetic, the, you know, the fight flight kind of area, the first thing that changes is, a, is our breath, is our breathing pattern. It gets shallow, it gets tight, it gets fast. The same thing happens within the throat. The throat actually constricts. And that's why, you know, when we start to get excited, we actually kind of talk up higher is because the, the actual space from the larynx to the mouth gets shorter and tighter with that mm. sympathetic tone in the nervous system. And so as all this stuff kind of happens, things get tighter they, and there's more restriction. So part of my training with, uh, there's this group called Estill Voice Training, and they really talk about effort and, and effort and um, like stress within the throat, with, especially within the larynx. And so especially a day like today, where it's been really heavy on a lot of talking, I have to be super conscious of the technique of speaking to, to keep that space open, to keep it relaxed, to keep it spacious. And so like all of the, it's, it's crazy. It's just like all of these things kind of add up, but mm -hmm. the breath work helped. Then it was like voice training helped. Then when I started to kind of study uh, especially polyvagal theory and how that affects the the nervous system or sorry polyvagal theory is about the nervous system but mm -hmm. how the nervous system interacts with the actual vocal cords and the larynx and the throat and all of those different things the diaphragm which is you know the main muscle for moving the air mm -hmm. all of those things are so greatly affected and so it just kind of it almost creates this like perfect storm of things to just really shut down our voice yeah yeah no that's fair and and then you also touched on there's a spiritual component to it as well when it comes to our voice do you want mind expanding on that a little bit yeah in, in my experience like my my spiritual practices are basically meditation and my yoga practice and i can't tell you how much learning to just stand on my feet properly and keep myself grounded to to the floor through my legs and actually support myself through my legs and move from like the center um, also my aikido practice like all of this stuff has taught me so much more about the entire body but all of that stuff has also been such a support to the voice because when we say the voice there's kind of two versions of it right for Ken, like sorry for ken um there's there's the voice as far as what we say and how we, like what we share through the voice, but then there's the actual sound itself. Mm. And I think that 
both especially are very affected by our spiritual connections. Like if I don't feel spiritually grounded, if I don't feel spiritually connected to the energetic space around me, to the ground, to mother earth, to father sky, like if I don't feel connected to those things, my voice isn't going to want to come from the right place, at least in my experience, right? Mm -hmm. And so the more I also got more grounded in my spiritual practice, that was like this depth that came back to my voice too. Because what what had, so what had happened is I had taken a position within my work that was kind of more of like a, a corporate job sort of a mm -hmm. thing. So I was in lots of business meetings and things like that that I, I just had no, I had no place in. Like I'd no, <laughs> I, I shouldn't have been in those meetings, especially because I didn't care about those kinds of things all that much. So through that, I think that was that kind of loss of connection to purpose, loss of connection to everything, because I was also working these ridiculous hours. So of course, what gets taken off the table? Your spiritual practice, mm -hmm. your mental health practices, your breath work, your eating healthy. And so I do feel like during that time, I got very disconnected to that spiritual element as well. Once I started to put that back in, it was like, not just necessarily the sound of the voice, but where I felt like I wanted to come from as far as how yeah. I spoke and what I spoke about, that came back. That, mm. that felt like it had more purpose to it. Yeah, yeah, and, and I can relate to it in a little way. Like, I know when I'm not grounded and I'm very similar, like, you know, I do work a corporate job, but I can find myself getting alignment, getting out of alignment with myself. And I know if I'm not grounding myself, my whole body is just, reacting and and to your point in your case it was your voice i feel it like just tensing up everywhere and until i don't ground myself whether it's through yoga or just being in nature i my whole body is just tensed up so i can relate to that um, but obviously i didn't appreciate you know even like the finer details coming down your voice being impacted yeah and I, and I think those things they they manifest in different ways right like they might manifest in back pain and might manifest in, in cancer. Like, you know, I think these dysregulations just manifest for, I don't want to, I'm careful to say for different reasons. Cause you know, I'd, it's always hard for me to say that like everything happens for a reason. Cause I don't want to be disrespectful to someone that's going through something quite tragic and say, well, you're going through it for a reason. Like, I just yeah. don't think that's super respectful. But I know, at least in my experience, this went to my voice for a purpose. Like it was very much for a reason. And it was to send me on this path to study him, my voice, what I wanted to speak about, what I wanted to share with people and to start trusting it. <laughs> Cause I, I had to lose, I, I lost so much trust and I think that some of you out there that have gone through other issues with your body, it's almost like you lose trust with your own body because mm. it's like, come on, just let me speak. Just, you know, why are, why are you keep constricting? And, and so it was, I think it was kind of meant to be that I walked this path of like, okay, how do I learn to trust my voice again? How do I speak my truth again? How do I speak authentically about things that I actually love and care about? And how does that actually affect 
the mechanics and the sound in my voice. So for me, I, I did feel like it manifested very specifically for a very specific purpose. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I agree with you without minimizing anything someone else might be going through. What I like about doing this podcast is having people on here share their experiences. And, and often it's it's the meaning they find through the experience they go through, right? And, and I believe there's always a meaning. Uh, and again, you know, there are certain tragic things that can happen and it, in the moment it's hard to see that meaning but you know obviously in your experience you've been able to find the meaning here and now you know often what i find is these experiences allow people to share something they've learned with others and and help and it sounds like you're doing that what capacity are you doing that at now and and obviously when you said you put that video out on instagram it wasn't something that you thought would make a huge difference or it's not something you had put much thought into prior but now with the impact it's had and, and you mentioned offline that people had started reaching out to you how has that made you feel and and how has that allowed you to do something different now it's i think that it, it it's really freeing for me it's it's so assuring to me that other people have experienced this right like i think that's that's part of why we want to share our story is so that because i know that a lot of people that reached out to me that was what they expressed to me like wow it's so awesome to hear from you that you've had this experience too because it makes me less um fearful that there's there's something specifically just wrong with me mm. and so by them reaching out to me it also made me feel that way because i hadn't really heard people and i did lots of research and i hadn't found anything in like papers and research and stuff about people that specifically had my experience and i went to a couple different doctors and they're like oh like i went to a, like an actual ear nose and throat doctor therapist guy and you know he scoped my whole throat and stuff and he's like besides your throat just being looking a little red from kind of pushing he's like i don't see anything actually wrong so there was there was nothing out there that made me go okay i'm all right like things are going to be all right and so um when i told the story and people started to reach out and be like oh my gosh like it was so awesome to hear your story because you know i don't feel alone. i don't feel like i'm crazy thinking that this actually isn't really a physical problem it's more of a mental emotional spiritual challenge you know it's, it's great to just not feel alone it's less scary right mm -hmm. but I had I had definitely been thinking that, like I said, working with educators, that this was a, an important thing that I wanted to include if I started, the, you know, an educator training pro, training program, which I am mm -hmm. working on right now with my friend Carlo. But I was like, and I told Carlo, I was like, one of the th things that I really want to make sure we talk about is not just voice health, but like speaking. Uh, through our authentic voice and that's mm. on a lot of different levels because no one taught me that like no one really shared that with me especially in those you know present presenter trainings and things like yeah. that so I've, I've also just because i have had so many people specifically reach out with really similar things i've been kind of interviewing them and just like tell me about your experience when did this happen how did it happen what do you feel physically like you know i talked to them about the body because part of my coach training is through this uh 
group called Multiple Brain Integration Techniques. And it's all about embodiment. It's all about the intelligence of the body. And so just asking people like how they feel it, how they experience it in the body, I'm really surprised at how much similarity it is. There is like through my own experience, through other people's experience. And so I'm definitely feeling quite motivated now to continue that research and hopefully, hopefully not in the too distant future, be able to do something that is more of a very specific, um, almost like a coaching experience mm -hmm. to help people to go through the things that I've gone through to, to return myself to my authentic voice and to start to um, know how to physically manage my voice better. So I'm not just beating the shit out of it. Right. You know, it completely torn apart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you touched on the authentic voice a couple of times. Do you mind expanding on that a little bit for listeners that what does that mean? To be honest with you, I, I think this is the foundation it, as far as the people I've interviewed. I think this is the foundation of voice challenges is stepping away from our authenticity, stepping away from our truth. Because my friend Sean Float, who, who is uh, an incredible physical therapist, like a very intuitive physical therapist. He's also my yoga teacher and, and he really understands like the deeper principles of like, especially the Hatha yoga, the original um, Hatha yoga because of his teacher. And uh, so just even with working with him, there's so many things that I'm understanding about the body. And one of the things that he shared with me that I thought was just super mind blowing is that the body is incredibly adaptable. And so it'll, it'll take a lot of what we throw at it, but at some certain point, it either cannot or it will not adapt any longer. And that's where like pain and dysfunction start to come from if we continue to push it, right? And so I really think that once we start to step away from our authenticity, once we start to step away from our truth, which is really covering it up, right? With what we think we should be, what we think we should sound like, what we think we should be talking about. The further we step away from that, the body will adapt. And I could send you videos from five, six years ago, and you'll notice my voice actually sounds different mm -hmm. because the voice did adapt. It adapted to almost this different persona. And so uh, the sound of my voice wasn't even necessarily fully authentic because mm -hmm. it was adapting. And I think that that's, that's the pattern that I'm seeing is the further we step away from that authenticity, the, fur, the further we step away from the truth and try and be something that we're not, I think the body can adapt and it'll continue to adapt until so, at some point it's just like, okay, this is too far away from authenticity. This is too far away from truth. So if you're not going to turn back <laughs> and yeah. get back to your authenticity, we're going to stop talking and you're going to have to go on this journey, like yeah. kind of forcing you. Like, I'm sure, you know, you've probably had this experience. Probably the people listening have had that experience where, you know, some type of even just like a really gnarly cold that like just puts you in bed for a couple days. You can usually look back and go, oh, that, yeah, that was probably on purpose. <laughs> like yeah. I probably needed to rest. And so I think that's a good example of that principle of, yeah, the body will roll with you if if you want to put it through hell and you know not be authentic and not be and true to yourself. But 
at some point is going to say, eh, I'm done. Like, yeah. we're, we're not going to do this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to your point, it may manifest itself in different ways, not necessarily only the voice. But and, and I guess, you know, I, I appreciate the fact that you elaborated because like when we're not speaking our truth, that doesn't necessarily only mean just lying and, and not telling the truth, but it's also being ourselves. Right. And not and, and as I mentioned earlier, when I don't feel in alignment with myself, different things start happening for me right? And whether it's my body breaking down or me just feeling tension in other parts of my body. But to your point, when we're not living that authentic life, well, different things can manifest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you a good example too, because this was, I was, I was still teaching hair. Like I was still, still doing a lot of hairdressing education. So at one point I, I did leave kind of the the corporate -y position luckily i worked with a company that is super sweet super loving it's called samvia um, and it's a, a hairdressing company and i you know i went to the leadership and i was like hey this this job's killing me i'm sorry i, I know like when i took it i thought i was gonna love it and that it's just killing me so i'd love to just go back to being the education director and just focus on education Luckily, they were totally open to the idea, and I was able to step back into that position. But while I was teaching hair, I was again finding myself really having to push through this tightness in my throat. Right around that time, we started this, this um, separate YouTube and Facebook Live that we were calling Wellness Wednesday, which was my opportunity to kind of talk more from my coach space and have my friends on that were wellness practitioners of all different sorts and during that class my throat would open up mm. and so it was pretty immediate that i started to go oh okay i see what's happening here i've known for years that i don't really give a shit about hair anymore <laughs> yet i still keep talking about it yeah and then as soon as i talked about the thing i really was passionate about what you know, mindset, wellness, breath work, like if I was having conversations around that kind of stuff, I mean, my voice would open right up and like I'd be, you know, more myself. I felt like I could be more myself. And so that that's what I'm talking about. It's like mm -hmm. as soon as I would step away from what I know in my heart was my truth, that's when it would get tight. As soon as I put myself back in the seat of where I knew I was supposed to be, oh, all of a sudden I can talk again yeah yeah no that's amazing that's amazing so what does like the journey look like now i know you mentioned you're going through recovery you're trying to you know get back to 100 percent. what what does that look like now for you in the foreseeable future um i would say that first and foremost it's making sure that every single day i'm going back and really intentionally crafting my day based on what's important to me like really being sure that the should of what I think I should be doing and how I should be handling myself isn't running my ship because it used to, honestly. And I, and I think a lot of us could probably relate to that. It's just, it's easy to get caught up in what we think other people need from us or want from us or expect from us. And so I'm much more intentional these days. Like I have my core values. I have I have this project that I developed at one point for for myself because I it was during this time that I was like 
I kind of don't feel like I know who the fuck I am anymore. <laughs> mm. And so I took this this camping trip and I just went camping on the coast. And I just took my journal and I started writing. And these three questions came up. What do you look like? What do you sound like? What do you feel like? Mm. And I just just kept journaling on those three questions and then and it really drilled down to oh my gosh like i can look at this piece of paper and i can actually see my true self on this piece of paper because if i look like that to people that i'm being my true self if i sound like that to people and i don't mean on the surface you know you you know what i mean like yeah yeah how i represent myself from the, the inner world of course but even down to the clothing i wear Honestly, like when I when I say what I, what do I look like, you know, when I put certain, you know, this man, like when you put certain pieces of clothing on, you're like, yes, I'm me. And then you put certain pieces of clothing on, and you're like, what the hell are you wearing? <laughs> are you <doing?" laughs> yeah, yeah. So as I started to, once I created that for myself, and I could look at it and say, yeah, this is the authentic me. If I look like this, feel like this, sound like this each day. I'm probably in alignment with myself. And so I have that piece of paper and my core values that I look at every single day so that I just really set the intention clear. So all those subconscious stories, all the things I, you know, the, the patterns, the old habits don't really have an opportunity to get back in. I do daily voice uh, exercises. Um, there's, there's a guy named Roger Love He's, he's definitely, um, he's a character, <laughs> um, but I got his book a long time ago because it was just like the first thing that came up on Audible when I looked for like voice training and he's got, his voice training system's awesome. You can just like go, you can get his book and you can basically download like his voice practices and stuff. So I do those every day. And then I started to study the uh, still voice training program, which is really cool it really gets into the actual biology and science of the voice um, and i've learned a ton with that so uh, i do voice exercises from that but also just being really conscious to, to, to take care of my voice on a physical level you know i've got my water here and it mm -hmm. like water doesn't actually touch your vocal cords which i i always used to be like well, i have to keep sipping water while i'm talking to keep them hydrated that's actually not how it works. <laughs> the water I'm drinking today is so that tomorrow there's moisture in my body to keep my, my vocal folds lubricated. You know, mm. Like you can't lubricate your vocal folds by taking a drink of water. It doesn't go down the same pipe, <laughs> which I didn't know. That was all mm. like news to me, right? So um, yeah, I think each day I have my authenticity exercises, I have my spiritual exercises, I have my actual practical voice exercises and I'm just more conscious about like making sure that I'm taking care of my body in a way that like on days like today that have been pretty strenuous on my voice, especially since I am still in the repair process that I just, you know, I'm try to take care of it as best as possible. Yeah. Yeah. And <clears throat> thank you for sharing that because I think people can apply those practices regardless right that's something we should practice on a daily basis so i appreciate you sharing that and and again i want to thank you for coming on here i know you mentioned that it's been a you know strenuous day so thank you for sharing your voice with us today and 
Um, for listeners that do want to get a hold of you or reach out to you, what are some ways they can do that? Um, I I'm on Instagram, you know, pretty much daily, making sure I'm following up with direct messages and stuff like that. So Instagram's an easy place. It's just Andrew.Carruthers. You can also go to my website, which to be totally honest with you, uh, I've you know spent all this time and energy putting into this awesome website. Um, right when I first started my company and so much has happened in this last year and a half that it, it's evolved so much that it, I don't necessarily know that the website is real accurate to exactly what I'm doing right now. But if, if you just want to kind of understand a little bit more about me, it's, it's a good resource. And that's um, thejourneyist.life. Um, the journeyist is just journey with IST at the end. Cool. Well, thank you again, Andrew. I appreciate uh, you coming on here and sharing all of that. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity. This is this is definitely something that I'm, I'm just stoked to be able to share more of this because of how awesome of a response I've had to it so far. So uh, I appreciate the platform to, to be able to talk about it more. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. As always, please subscribe to the podcast if you enjoy the episodes or leave a comment in the comment section. I always love hearing from you. Thank you again and until next week.